Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. We're all about connecting with other creative entrepreneurs and having real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Join us as we converse with small business owners and learn their best tips and tricks on how they got to where they are today. We're here to tell you it's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. We're thrilled to have you join us today for a brand new episode, but before we begin, I'd love to read a review from you. Sheena writes, what I love about this podcast that it's so personal and approachable. I listen to lots of business podcasts and many of them can be overwhelming. I feel like I end up with more stress and more on my to-do list. But Joyce and Diana sound like two friends chatting about their own experience building their creative businesses. And you get to listen in on the conversations and get their honest advice and insight. It always leaves me feeling inspired and energized. Thank you so much to each of you who have taken the time to leave us a review or a rating. It seriously means so much to us. If you haven't yet, we'd love it if you could take a screenshot of you listening in and share it with your friends. We want to know who's listening on the other side and connect with you. This also helps us to reach more people and get more awesome guests on our show. So moving on to today's episode, we'll be chatting about a topic that I'm personally really excited about, which is growing your team as a small business owner. If you've begun your small business journey, you probably know what it feels like to do all the things. In the beginning, we have to wear lots of different hats, whether you're good at that task or not very much. I remember when I started, I felt super overwhelmed and discouraged by all of the things. So if you're in that boat, I totally feel you. Whether you're a solopreneur or have a few people helping you, let's chat about how to grow your business with a team. Awesome. So we do have a guest with us today, and we're both really excited, not just Diana, I'm excited too, guys, to have our guest with us. We have Jenny from Happily Ever Etched. Happily Ever Etched is a creative design studio in the Southern California area that produces custom laser cut designs and engravings for events. So I'm going to let Jenny say hi. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, Jenny. (laughs) Okay, so I actually just want to share a little bit about how Jenny and I've met. Um, I was actually working at a day job, my last one of my last day jobs before I quit to do this full time. And Jenny was wearing a tote bag that said bride. And so we got to talking about her wedding coming up. And then I found out she actually is also a small business owner. So obviously, we had to connect. And And it was kind of funny because I think we ran into each other a few times in between, um, like craft shows and stuff. But anyways, that's basically how we got to know each other better. And that was actually right before Jenny launched her, like, would you call it a shop? Yeah, we opened up our storefront shop. We were just online and then we were getting ready to open up a storefront. And at the time you had your stationary line. So we were looking for (laughs) vendors too. Yeah. So that's actually how we met, which is such a fun time to, I think, meet each other and get to know each other's businesses and now we you know stay in touch we have like a little mastermind so we meet monthly and chat so yeah it's been a great thing to see like your business grow and transition so much so actually I wanted to ask you so for those who don't know Jenny and her husband Charles they have this business happily ever etched together so when you guys brought in you know, outside help, like what was, did you ever get like nervous or have any like problems letting go of certain tasks? Like what were your process with that? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, Charles and I were doing all the things and um, it was interesting to see because 
or interesting to progress from there because we were like, oh, we can manage this, we can do this. So like we split up our tasks and it was all good until it got to the point where like, oh my gosh, we're so overwhelmed with emails and messages and we got to make all this stuff still. And then everything just kept piling up and piling up. We were working really long hours. We were just burning ourselves out. And so eventually we're like, okay, well, we obviously need to bring in some extra help. And it was just a matter of figuring out like what would be the best position to fill first. I think that was a an interesting decision to make or just something to figure out because we're like, okay, do we bring in a salesperson first? Do we bring in someone to help with production? Do we... Um, it was a lot of different questions like that. <laughs> How did you like narrow that person down or like that task, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I think it ultimately came down to just like writing down literally everything that we were spending our time on mm-hmm. throughout the day and just seeing what was being, what was the most time consuming. And then at the same time, like what would be the thing that we would be okay with like letting go and what we would be okay or feel comfortable like training someone on. And so it was kind of the balance between those two things. Like what is the easiest to basically teach someone else to do? And at the same time, what would be also the most beneficial like for the business in the moment? For sure. So it sounds like it also probably helped you define your different like roles and departments. Yeah. During that time, right? Absolutely. And I didn't know it at the time, but it kind of just happened organically. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I had that moment recently. So as I'm listening to you, I'm like, yeah, I totally did that recently too. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the different roles for people who don't know your business super well? Like what are the different departments in your business and like who is in those departments? Yeah. So right now, currently we have all well, myself and my husband, Charles, and then we have four additional employees that are on our team and um, well gonna be five in just a little bit here but we have someone that is um, our customer service we call her title is the client experience manager so she manages (laughs) all of our um, customer service all of our new inquiries that come in whether it be phone calls emails Etsy messages things like that Um, She takes on all of our appointments in the showroom that we have now. And then we have a graphic design manager. She basically handles all of the pre-production prep as far as getting all the graphic files ready and prepping them for production. We have an associate graphic designer who also does a lot of the same tasks as the manager. They both assist with helping with create new designs for um, new collections that we launch. We're trying to launch every quarter, like spring, summer, Mm. fall, winter. And then we have two people within our production team. Um, One person is dedicated to getting all of the packages packed and shipped and boxed up, all of that ready to go. And then um, another person that basically does all of the production, um, everything from the sandblast engraving to the laser cutting, painting, assembly, QC, quality control, all that. And then Charles is actually a key part of the production team as well. He manages the production team and just oversees that everything is going 
smoothly and on schedule and he is even in there painting and sanding, doing all the things himself, um, just making sure the production team is on par. You also have a mascot, right, Jenny? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, the most important one. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about him. He's going to be so mad. We also have um, Benji, who's our um, first child and also happily ever etched mascot. He comes to work with us every single day. He makes sure he makes sure that everyone is doing their job. He just puts a smile on everyone's face every day too. He does such funny stuff. But yes, he is the the last and most important member of the team. Save the best for last. Of All course. right, I like it. <laughs> and for those who, who who you don't who don't know who Benji is, Benji is their puppy. <laughs> yes, he is. He's he's the best. Totally. So it sounds like your team is a pretty good size. I know you guys are still a small business, but still a mighty team for sure. So let's like take it back to the basics. What were like the first, first employee you had? And like, how did you prepare for that person? I'm, I'm kind of asking this selfishly because I'm in that like brand new bringing on employees phase. So I'd love to hear what were some of the first steps you took. The first step we took, um, so after we had made our list of, you know, all the things that were taking up a lot of our time um, and what I felt comfortable training someone else on was the, the pre-production part of the, the design work that we do. So the first person I actually hired was my cousin. Of course, I was drawn to family first and it was perfect timing for her. She was in school and I needed at that time part-time help. So she had some experience using Illustrator and Photoshop. So it was just a matter of showing her how to do the things and really teaching her hands-on before she was able to really do the job that we needed or that we needed help with. And so, yeah, that was the first job that got our hands wet, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. with our first employee. Yeah, definitely. Was there another part of that question? I don't think I answered it right. No, no, that's <laughs> okay. that's who you f first hired, which is really interesting because I also feel like more comfortable, I guess, hiring someone that I know. Yeah. Um, so I feel that. And how did you, like, prepare for them, like, tangibly, like, in terms of space or... Like, did you set time aside to train that person? Like, how did that that kind of look like, practically speaking? Hmm. How did I prepare? So I would like to say that I think it was just a matter of writing down, you know, like the exact steps. So documenting what the process looked like. Um, so that I think that's had, really important, actually, yeah. like to have some kind of processes in place that you could even jot down now. Yeah. If you're, you don't even have a team, when you do have a team, you're going to be so glad you did it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just having that manual or that handbook that they can refer to right away and that mm -hmm. you can refer to as a training guide, too. So mm -hmm. um, it wasn't an actual thing that I was documenting. It was really just like I was literally handwriting it, but it was like, okay, step one is this, step two is this. Um, and then we just went through the motions together. So I would sit side by side with her, give her an example of like what a, a project would look like, and then we would go through it together. And um, based off of all of our products, everything has had a template. So all of our products are basically semi-custom, meaning it's kind of templated for our clients already so they could just choose the design that they like or that best fits their style and then we would input it or customize it with their names or their date or whatever information it was that applied to that specific product or item. So 
yeah, just teaching her really hands-on, side-by-side, going through one product at a time. And eventually she was able to just keep practicing it. And with everything, I think if you just keep practicing, you get better and faster. And we eventually, you know, had to add more and more hours for her. And then it became her regular thing where I was able to step away completely from that side of the business. She was able to handle that all on her own. And That's amazing. Yeah, that freed up a lot of time for me to continue working on other parts of the business. Oh my God, I want to hire someone just hearing that. Part, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to uh, hire someone too, full time. Yes. All right, Jenny. So our episode is about hiring and growing your business. But I do want to ask, and I'm pretty sure that our listeners are also super curious, you know, at what point did you create the Happily Ever Etched e-commerce site? Because if someone goes to Happily Ever Etched, like .com, you can purchase or place your order there, but you did start with an Etsy. So, you know, what was the decision there to add that as an option? Or, you know, why did you do that instead of just keeping everything on Etsy? That is an amazing question. And I love it so much because Etsy has been the backbone of our business. That's where we started everything. I mean, it's all thanks to Etsy is how we have really been able to grow happily ever etched as it is now. Um, But the opportunity um, to start our own e-commerce website only started this year. Um, And so we started our Etsy shop in 2012. And it's always been a solid platform for us because there was just so much traffic already there. And so we really just spent all of our time and energy on Etsy, just listing all of our new products there, really focusing on servicing all of the clients that we had there, that there really wasn't any extra time to focus on building out a website. And we didn't really feel the need to at that time. And we also didn't really know how to build out our own website. Like there's places like Shopify and Squarespace, things like that, that make it super easy for you to you know, upload your products. But it was also another thing that we would need to spend time on just to upload all of the pictures again and put in all of the descriptions, all of those things. And so we really sat down, I think it was early last year and, okay, thought about like, okay, Etsy is really amazing for us right now. And it's not something that we're necessarily ready to let go of completely, but we would like our own place to call home for our products. And there is a lot of great things that I love about Etsy. And there are also a lot of things that I maybe don't like so much. Um, It's okay. Pros and cons to everything. Yeah. And so, I mean, the the one main thing is that we really wanted to build our brand as Happily Ever Etch. And I didn't Mm -hmm. think that we were getting there on Etsy. People were finding us maybe just because they happened to search for something and then our product popped up and they then proceeded to check out or to buy from us. But it wasn't because they were invested in our brand or our mm. our company per se. They might have loved it once they landed on our shop, but it wasn't like they came to us because they know that we are experts in this particular industry and they just can't wait to work with us, you know. So we wanted to build yeah. more of a a following and just a brand that people could recognize right away as mm-hmm. opposed to something that just happened to show up in, you know, a random search result, however Etsy I th- 
puts that together. <laughs> I think you lose it a little bit where with Etsy. So when people are like, you know, they love your product and they leave a review, but they're like, yeah, I got it on Etsy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I didn't get it on Happily Ever Etched. Like, mm-hmm. I I love supporting small businesses on Etsy myself. Like, I'm currently wearing a bracelet from a small business on Etsy, but I could not tell you right now, Jenny, the name of the shop. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just know that I got it on Etsy. And so I love that. I love that you built the business, but then you were like, no, now we, we want brand recognition. We want mm-hmm. a home. I exactly. love that. Yeah. Um, so Jenny, I, I did mention that we do have a lot of listeners who are just starting their business. And a lot of them, like I said, are starting with Etsy. So would you say that that is a good call there to like, you know, to quickly kind of get your products or your services out there, maybe jump on Etsy and then however long or until you feel comfortable, maybe that's when you can start thinking about branding? Yeah, absolutely. I think Etsy is such a unique and awesome marketplace. And that's one of the things that I love about the platform itself is that it does make it so easy for no matter what size business you have, small or just starting out, it makes it so easy for you to get products on there and sell them and really have a marketplace for yourself and let alone just all the traffic that's on there. So if you have mm-hmm. the right product and the right title and the right price and all the things like you are, you are going to make um, sales and generate business there. Yeah. And it also obviously helped you grow your team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh-huh. enough demand for it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's such a cool story to hear. And I love how you transition from like Etsy. Well, not necessarily like fully, but you have both now, which is great. So I wanted to ask you, sorry, I know this is a little bit off track, but I did really actually want to go back to your first employee, your cousin, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's her or someone else, like has that role, I guess that first employee role, has that evolved at all? Like, I'm just curious because I know, well, when one of the people that I met was your graphic design intern. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just a few years ago, I met her in person. And now she's like your graphic design manager, you know, it's so cool to see that whole transition happening in the past few years. So I'd love to hear like, how some of your employees uh, roles have evolved. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It definitely evolved very organically. And I think once we were able to find a place where okay, we have someone in this position, and they're killing it, like we trust them with the work that they're producing. Um, Now, now what's next for them, you know, I think Mm -hmm. when you're bringing on an employee, it's just as much of a commitment for you as it is for them. Um, And it, it absolutely has to be a great fit. So you know, we take into consideration, like, what are, what are their goals? What are, what do they hope to, what do they hope to accomplish, you know, with their career and, and all of those things. And mm-hmm. speaking on our graphic design manager specifically, she came in, um, she had just graduated and she didn't necessarily have working experience in graphic design. And so it was kind of a win-win for both of us where it was a good fit for us because we knew that we could take on someone that was more of like on an entry level, mm-hmm. right? And kind of train them into what we needed. Um, and then for her, it was like an opportunity to just get hands-on experience and practice what she learned in school. And what a lot of people I feel don't realize is what they're learning in school doesn't 
always mm. perfectly apply to what your real life job girl, is going to yes, be. And so, girl, yes. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So someone might go to school for graphic design, but okay, there's like a million jobs under the graphic design realm, right? So it's like, do I want to be in... Um, print or do I want to be in media or I don't even know all the correct categories or names for them but it just fell into place perfectly with our current graphic design uh, manager she has been honestly such a blessing for us and she has really taught me so much about just being a boss and being able to teach her about the industry and Mm. to just evolve the position itself together. It wasn't, you know, it didn't happen overnight for sure, but it's just something that we have built really together and been able to work on together to refine and and grow more. And now she's helping me um, with with producing new designs, which is the next stage in her in that position. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love how you said that it's it's a really a partnership right like of course you are the creator and the founder of this business but it's I, I went to the Disney, uh the Disney Museum a few weeks ago and at the very end um because it the whole museum talks about the journey of Walt Disney and at the very end of the whole museum uh it ends the whole thing ends with like you might have a great dream or a vision but without people you can't make that into a reality and oh my gosh so I accurate just, yeah, I just thought that was the most beautiful thing, you know, and I, I thought about all of the people, I saw all of the faces like flash by all the people who have poured into my life, um, who have helped me, you know, make this happen. And I feel like for you, your team is just, it's a partnership, you know, mm-hmm. they're a part mm-hmm. of the company. And I think that's just so beautiful. Um, I'd also love to hear on the flip side, this was not a part of the the things that I was going to ask you originally, but <laughs> I would love to hear your perspective on just as a boss, B-O-S-S, boss, like, I'd love to hear like what you've learned and what your takeaway was and, you know, kind of how you've grown as someone who, you know, now manages employees. If you would have asked me in high school if I saw myself owning my own business or being my own boss, let alone leading a team, I would have been like, uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I just didn't think it at that time, I had what it took to do those types of things and things Mm -hmm. just fell into place. And here I am. But I've learned, man, so much as a boss already. I mean, I'm still young and I'm still learning every single day. Um, Leading a team is, is so crazy. And it has absolutely challenges and wins with everything. It's just, it's awesome to be able to share what I have learned in business so far and to be able to teach that to the team of people that are here to support what what we're doing as a business and Mm -hmm. they're here to really um, help grow the business so one thing that I've learned as a boss is that people have different ways in the way that they do things and so you might do something one way but to someone else like it's completely normal for them to do it you know their way and so Mm. early on when we were training and teaching new employees just with their specific roles we or I encountered you know times where I was like well I want them to do it like this exact way every single time and that just is not reality and it's Mm. not really the best way to get things done. I think we have learned to just be able to be more flexible in the way that 
things get done or jobs get done. And so that's a pretty vague way to answer the question, but it applies to so many different types of situation, whether it's production or it's design or how to answer a difficult email. Um, And so I think if the, the end solution is good and great, you know, how they got to that point is, is okay to take different roads. Right, right. We're working with people, not with machines. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is both hard but amazing. So. <laughs> yes, yes, people with personalities and emotions. <laughs> so many feelings. <laughs> Oh my god, I guys! It. I I can't even deal with feelings. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ride it out solo with contractors for as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay, actually, Jenny, there's one other thing that I want to add to my spontaneous list. Um, there was actually something that you said that resonated with me a lot. Um, it was when we went to like a networking event and we were just talking about. We were actually talking about this topic. Um. And I remember you said something that just stayed with me and it still stays with me. Um, And you said, no one will bleed for your business like you will. (laughs) And yeah, do you remember saying that to me? Yeah, how do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Because, because I had my first assistant like ever, she was like an intern who became my first assistant. And I was telling you like, oh, like, how do I get her to care? Like, (laughs) I do. And you you told me like, that's never gonna happen. No one's Mm -hmm. gonna bleed for your business like you will, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I in that moment, I was like, Oh, my gosh, and, and that was actually a really good thing. Because I also was reminded, like, hey, they have their own mission, too. And I want to, like, not only have them be a part of my mission, but I want to be a part of their mission, you know, so right. I feel like that was, I don't know, that's just stuck with me. So um yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, when you're thinking about bringing on a team, these people are dedicating their time and energy to work towards growing your business and and doing things to, to help you. And so in return, I mean, that's definitely something that we keep at the top of our priorities for all of our employees is like, what can we do to service them and mm-hmm. be a part of like growing their personal goals, you know, whatever it may be and helping them in their career and all of those things. So it's like, it has to be mutually beneficial. It's not like they're going to give, give, give for you. And you're just like, okay, thank you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it has to be a partnership. Awesome. So we will definitely leave all of Jenny's information and happily ever etches information in the show notes. So if you guys are local, and you're looking for signage or anything definitely check her out and you know we just want to thank you guys for listening like diana mentioned at the beginning we did read off a review that we got so if you want us to highlight you um, we would love to do that we can even highlight your business just leave us a review and you might be the next person that we read out loud so thanks for listening guys catch us next time